Hey everyone, my name is Pedro, I'm the producer for this show, and today's episode is a continuation of last week's discussion on street life. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, go and do that now, because it provides a lot of the background for the deeper discussion on today's episode. And now, on to the show. But, uh, you know, a story that is a recent story, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, make you use names or you can, you can use whatever figures or whatever, however you want to describe this story. But I know that you were telling me when we were doing some gardening, I guess last week, maybe two weeks ago, about someone that is close to you and is thinking about joining folk. Uh, you can again. You can. You don't have to say any information. That, but I just want you to help us to understand. You know what th- this person is is has to do in order to join the gang. What the gang does in reciprocation. Why this person might be interested in the gang. Just tell. Just t- tell us as much as you can about that story. Okay. Uh, so the person that I, I'm focused on uh, in the, that conversation was my nephew. His name is and so he wants to be a part of the Gangster Disciples, which is a group that are part of the Pope Nation. And right they, here in Detroit, oh, yeah, the Gangster Disciples, and and they are all over the city, or are they mostly in, in southwest Detroit? No, Gangster Disciples are pretty much everywhere, especially mm. in the large cities in the United States. So they're all they're over the country? Community. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Gangster okay. Disciples are everywhere. Okay. They spread really fast. From 1973, I believe, was the founding of their nation. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time period yeah. spread. Especially six years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he wants to be a part of the folk nation, the Gangster Disciples. And so, I, of course, for me, having some... Uh, idea of the history of what gang activity is, I'm concerned, but he he's he was unaware of the expectations uh, that a gang holds. Gangs have rules, and most young people don't understand that. They think that they're going into somewhere they will gain their freedom, their individual freedom, authority, reputation, but all in the same, you have to follow strict rules. Uh, so, in particular case, I believe he should be showing some favoritism. Uh, I, I was associated with some of the young men from my, my past who were gangster disciples, uh, but a certain kind of gangster disciple. Uh, these ones uh, in particular are called Satan's gangster disciples. Uh, today, it's referred to more as Spanish gangster disciples, but when I was young, it was called Satan's gangster disciples. And uh, so I asked my people, my associates, to just take him and show him some things. Now, this is more, it's untraditional, but it does happen for some people. They take you to the prisons, and they allow you to meet their leader. For example, in this case, it would be... 
or or you know in any other gang it would be their particular leader who was in prison or some OG of spectacular rank that you want to meet so that you can learn uh, properly. So he's also being taken around to different cemeteries and one cemetery in particular is owned by the folk nation and and he's so he's being exposed first in the Chicago in, area they own a yes, lot of land in Chicago is it a legitimate cemetery yes it is but it is allowed for only the folks only the folks wow. go to that particular cemetery does it have just out of curiosity does there a special kind of religious kind of uh, symbolism in the cemetery itself, do you know? Well, a lot of the graves have six-point stars on them. Okay. That would be really the major symbol that mm. is not, not a cross? No. No? No. Okay. No. Um, so he's also being uh, taught about uh, the process of being violated into the gang. And, for example, you, you, you can be violated into a gang at a low rank. Or if strings are pulled, just in our like in our society, you know, they can help you get violated in at a higher rank, where you can start off at a higher position. And so he's learning what things are necessary for that, um, and he's learning about, uh, for example, they have a tradition in in some of the uh, more mature gang members that remember these rules when a, a new member is violated in especially if it's at a ranking position, you pay dues to the person. And so the person that initiates you? The the person who's being initiated it pay, pay. is given dues by the people who did the initiating. So people around your contact is, are contributing to him now. Yep. And to help him do what? Why, why are they giving him, well, a lot giving of, him resources? A lot of this is about self-improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if, if I want to join into a, an organization or a brotherhood, you would want me to meet the standards of, of your organization. Uh, so you help me get there. If you feel I'm not there, then you help me get there. I see. So these are people who care for him. And, yeah, and, I would say in, and, and, in my personal And they want him to rise, and they want him to have a platform upon which he can grow. Yep. These are all kind of positive things. So is there, as, as your contact actually tries to enter, are there some negative things that, that he's expected to do, or some negative things that, that concern you maybe about joining a gang? Yes. So, like I mentioned earlier, for me, my talents lied with automobiles and machines. So, I was used for that particular thing. So, for my nephew in particular, he's a fighter. He's a fist fighter. And he's good at using guns. Mm. So, sad enough to say that he may be used for something that's similar to that. Yeah. You know, get out there and fight that dude. Or go shoot or something like that and he's learning those street behaviors uh, of course I've learned them too I've, I've acted on street behaviors but you know each person has their own journey but he, he wants to sell with the marijuana because it, you know it's being socially accepted so he wants to do that but in a, so he's going to be using his talents for that so he may be valuable in that sense that he might be able to run 
uh, marijuana or something. So if he gets involved in that, how old, how old is this contact, this this person that you're talking about? He's, you said. So my nephew. Yes. Oh, my nephew. He's uh, 16. He'll be 17 soon. Yeah. Can so. if he let's say that. Let's say that he is recruited or used for his ability to use his fists or to use a weapon. Um, do you know of instances where, you know, killing has occurred or, or violence to a degree that ended up you know, in hospitals, in prison, uh, what, you know, what's the repercussions here that you know of any, do you know of any stories where that happened? Well, I can tell you one, and it's the truth. Uh, I was about 13 years old, and down in southwest Detroit, uh, in between the area of the boulevard and Vinewood, about where our church is, Messiah Church, the back railroad tracks were open. And the gang members, me and my friends and the opposite gang members, uh, they were all there. And we went up on the railroad tracks and we started fighting each other and using chains. And a couple guys had guns and a couple more with knives. And people got really hurt. And since we're in, already in illegal activity, some of them just laid there and got left behind, which is kind of unethical in a way if you think about it. And the other ones that were, you know, you drag them off and you're taking them to the spot where you're going to try and fix them. Because if they go to the hospital, they're going to go to jail or you never know. So there's a lot of running around. But it does happen. Violence happens with mass gang fights um, in, in southwest Detroit. What I know to be a fact that so one time just out in the open in Clark Park, in front of uh, Western High School, yep. there was a large gang fight between the local gangs, uh, Latin Counts and the Cash Flows. And it was really violent. People got hurt out in the public, in the open, during daylight. During daylight. So violence happens. And, and death is a reality. Otherwise, they wouldn't have their own graveyard. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the stories that, that I have heard is that sometimes innocent people get caught in a crossfire. Yes. Like, like kids. Yes. Um, okay, so we can look at the national news uh, as long as we, we know that the, there's evidence to prove what they're saying. Uh, there was a six-year-old girl shot in the crossfire of a drive-by yeah. during a gang shooting, and she was dead. Yeah. And all the other gang members didn't even get hit with any one bullet. Just the little baby got caught dead. So that does happen, uh, senseless shootings, especially drive-by shootings with fully automatic weapons. Uh, a lot of street gangs, I don't know exactly how, but we, you do, you get a hold of fully automatic weapons. Wow, okay, well, uh, let's kind of take a different tack now and just ask a couple more questions here. And um, One of the questions I have, um, is um, what needs are being met by gangs that are very human, very understandable, and just so that our audience understands that 
gangs just aren't sort of like totally irrational and uh, total sort of, um, I guess, uh, um, spon spontaneously combustible violence. You know what I'm saying? So that they aren't just pure lawlessness. Let's talk about what gangs constructively do for young people or for society. I just want people to sort of grapple with that. Okay, so from my personal experience, I mentioned earlier that I found a relationship with those people, with my friends, or I was willing to open up to them. You know, and I'm going to say this because it's the truth. In my lifetime, I would not dare talk to my parents about my sexuality. And sexuality is a big part of our society today. But in my lifetime, I was able to talk with my gang affiliates about my sex life. Mm -hmm. and, and I was not able to express to my grandpa that I liked cars so much that I wanted to steal them. But I was able to express those feelings out to... And, and a lot of the behavior I was acting on was supported in a, in a sense. You know, they knew that I had mechanic skills. So I was always had something to do with cars. My friends bought cars and did, you know, they, well, every car wasn't stolen. Yeah. You know, they helped me build on my, my talents. Uh, one time my, my grandmother couldn't afford to pay the property taxes because DTE gave us a hard time. And the young boy, Trix is a street name, he paid the bill for my grandmother. So I, I know that they do that. They help friends and family out. They, uh, in the community, uh, there was a, a disturbance at a party store. And the, the old man who owned the party store was just so old, he couldn't do nothing. And I guess the store was getting robbed. And the boy came up there as a gang member, really strong gang member, and he stood up for the owner of the store. Mm -hmm. And because the young guy who was doing it was a part of that particular group too, it, you know, he was able to stop that negative behavior. Yeah. So they do good things, but what what uh, specifically, you know, do they? Uh, how do they? What are they doing to bring in young people that, that is understandable that I'm saying? In other words, um, you know, I think you've hit upon it already. There's a sense of communication that they can, that they feel that they can be clear, transparent, honest with somebody, and they need to get stuff off their chest, and they can't do it back at the house, or they feel they can't do it back at home, they can't communicate with their parents. So they can communicate with someone like their friends who are in gangs. So that's one thing that I, I would see as a positive that gangs, or at least tap into something that young people are looking for. What else could gangs tap into that young people need to find in their life that they're not finding apart from gangs? Well... Uh, one word that comes to mind is a simple acceptance. Yes. You know, socially, uh, uh, for inner city youth, it's difficult. Uh, 
for me in particular, I had a learning disability with an attention deficit and hyperactive disorder. And those two things, they played a big part in my behavior as a youth. And, and so early on, I was made fun of or, you know, pushed down. And, and so when I joined into the gang, I felt more protection. I felt more acceptance for who I was, that you know, I wasn't a total burden to society. I had been locked up into the juvenile detention facility, and a lot of what I heard about myself was bad, bad, not good for the world, not going to be nothing, not going to... But my buddies in that gang, they said, you know, you're going to be something. Uh, you know, they, they supported me. You can do it. Push you out there. You can do it, man. No question. So I, I'd imagine in that sense, uh, acceptance. Acceptance and then uh, even encouragement to meet goals, to make and set and then meet, achieve goals. Yep. Yep. I know it sounds a little silly, but, you know, especially today's uh, older gang members who have simply been there, done that, they understand what, what path. Is going on. So a lot of these older people, they're supporting their children going to school, just as any parent does. I didn't go to school, but I want my children to go to school. And gang members are turning into that new path now. And a lot of the gang members are becoming very important parts of society, working, paying taxes, just like... Getting their members through school? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the one gang, the Folk Nation, the Gangster Disciples, they have a uh, insurance, life insurance program where they support all their members to initiate life insurance. Can, when you join a gang, you can pretty much bet your money that you're going to get killed. And if not, then so be it. But you know, a lot of gang members do get killed, and some of them get killed with no plan to be buried, with no... Uh, and that's another thing I just want to mention that real fast is that I have seen in, in those instances where gang members who were killed at young ages who didn't have insurance plans or no way to be buried, those gangs contributed 100% fundraising. I've seen it with my own eyes out mm -hmm. in the middle of the streets with cans and bury their friends and help their parents and give them money and, and other gifts and things for household. So that's also positive too, and uh, you know, yeah. If you so you know, it's it's interesting that that uh, I think you're giving them kind of like a mixed picture of being a gang member. I think probably I and others who would be listening would have just a totally negative view of the gangs, and I think if um, what we're hearing uh, is that there's another side. To the gangs that explains why people here in our city get involved in these gangs, and so I think that's a that's a that's something that we need to think about. And um, I think what I'm going to do is probably um, stop there. And um, you know, I'm going to think about it a little bit, and then maybe we can have a second session to ask you some questions to see you know if there's a a way of both meeting those needs without necessarily getting involved in all of the problems that, that gangs also bring. Um, so um, let's, uh, let's think about that, folks, and uh, we'll talk about
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Reconnecting the Threads, as well as following us on whatever site you get your podcasts. Also, Mark's new book, Memoirs of How It All Began, is available now at markwitters.com.